This is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. And this week we're talking about Kurt's pick. The album Apollo 18 by They Might Be Giants. Oh, a fan favorite here. That's right. The patron saints of this podcast, John and John. I would like uh, to be John. I will be John. Okay, that seems fair. <laughs> the theme for for this podcast is, of course, Sleeping in the Flowers from the John Henry album, which we've covered on a previous, ver- previous episode. And we've talked about the Flood album. And now we're talking about Apollo 18. These three are all consecutive. This is when I was really deep into they might be giants and this is one of my favorite they might be giants albums they're all your favorite they're like your children you can't pick between the they that's not true i have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah this album came out in 1992 and it was two years after flood so this is the second album that they did on a major label and it is the last album that they did as a duo. In fact, when they went out on tour, they toured this album with the full band. And this is where the fans, some some fans anyway, got weird about them and actually boycotted the tour because they <gasps> didn't like having a full band. Oh, things change They're, and change is hard. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's like all of the Doctor Who fans. Every time we get a new doctor. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's a, it's a painful experience. And so I understand. I just, I, I am sympathetic to that. I am less sympathetic towards that. <gasps> Why? Can, well, I, you know, change happens. Well, no, I understand <laughs> that. Like, it doesn't bother me that change happens. But for some people, it is a very big bother. So I totally get it. all right so what i thought we might do jen is we could walk through this track by track oh my goodness and we can talk about each track talk about what we think about it and for the ones that we thought are especially funny we will play bits of them i love it sound good it sounds amazing so starts off with dig my grave which Mm -hmm. is I, i love this song and it is a uh, it is a rockin' tune. I remember I'd lent this album to a friend of mine when it came out, and he said he listened to it on the drive into work. This was uh, way back in the day, and he had an early commute, and he said that I remember him telling me that he turned this song on, and it was like he he was describing it like it was this weird heavy metal stuff, and I was like, what are you talking about? This is, you know, not, uh, this is just They Might Be Giants. This isn't like hard rock stuff, and then, but this song kind of is. It kind of is. It kicks pretty good. It's amazing. I really do love the song and its simplicity. So that's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Good song. And they do this, uh, like, you know, it's got kind of a heavy metal vibe. And they actually do the lyrics through a fuzz box, which is kind of a fun little thing that they do. But uh, not a hilarious song, but uh, a cool rock and tune. All right. So track number two. Also one of my favorites. Oh my and this goodness. one is I feel very like you're funny. Gonna, I feel like you're Jen now. Did you know that you're Kurt? I might Jen out on this album Oh my gosh. Uh, but I Palindrome I is just a great song. And I do want to play a little bit of this because this has got some... Do you like palindromes, Jen? I do. 
I and I I do as well. Uh, there's a lot of the, and there are a number of cool palindromes in this song that I am going to play. Of I decided for today's podcast episode, I'm going to be listening to each song in the background while listening to Kurt. So I am already <laughs> listening to I Palindrome I because my computer is fun. <laughs> and this one is sung by Linnell, right? So whenever Linnell sings, I just love it so much. He sings most of them. He's probably I know. like two-thirds. He's two my thirds. favorite. Yeah. And he's more cute. I don't know. Cuter? He's cuter. That's the more correct term. <laughs> correct. Cuter. He's the cuter <laughs> of the Johns. Okay, here we go. I found him through So there are three different cool palindromes that I that I like in that little segment right there. First of all, it's a very I, I guess you'd call it a word palindrome where it's not like every single letter is the same backwards and forwards, but uh Son, I am able, she said, though you scare me. Watch, said I, beloved. I said, watch me scare you, though, said she, able am I, son. Which is, of course, word for word, word, for word a backwards. palindrome. Nice. Which is very clear when like when they're singing it. Like, I get, you know, the song's called I, I Palindrome I, and I heard that. But at the very beginning, where they're singing the... Uh, uh, or Linnell's singing I Palindrome I, and then Flansburg sings background, and he sings what I thought was up until uh, two days ago. I thought he was saying Man O oh Man. He's not saying Man O oh Man. He's saying Man O oh Nam, which is a palindrome. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I love that. And then also, um, so where he says, See the spring of the grandfather clock unwinding, and then uh, Flan sings, Egad, a bass tone denotes a bad age. I missed that too. I didn't realize that that was a palindrome. And it was like, oh, this is so great. I love all these little, you know, Easter eggs almost, even though they're not really Easter eggs. It's just, I don't pay attention to lyrics that closely. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite palindrome outside of the song? Um, I have to say that I didn't realize race car was a palindrome for the longest what? time. And the fact that that is That is the me. most obvious palindrome of them all. No, it's not. That's like the palindrome example that they gave you in English class. Well, it's not, which is why later it was like, that's like a very natural, like, you know, to a certain extent, a lot of the palindromes are, um, you know, they, they, they don't sound like real English, right? They, they sound contrived. My favorite palindrome sounds like real English. Hit me, Jen. Borrow or rob. Oh, very good. Um, I also very much like uh, a man, a plan, a canal, Panama, which is, no? What do you mean, no? Okay. Much in the same way that uh, Noriega was tortured with the song. All that I can hear when I hear the word Panama is the terrible Van Halen song. First of all, it's not a terrible Van Halen song. It's a great Van Halen song. Terrible. It's... (laughs) reach down 
between my legs. Ease the seat back. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but that is like, there was a man, a plan, and a canal. And it's it's great. Also, Madam on Madam, which I kind of like. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But usually when they get much bit longer than that, then they do sound a little contrived. But you got a bass tone denotes a bad age. That's up there too now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. All right. And now a song that will soon be on the Force Perspective playlist. She's actual size. I love the opening to this. So let's play it. We take you to Brooklyn. Words fail. Buildings tumble. The ground opens wide. Light beams down from heaven. She stands before my eyes. She's actual size, but she seems much bigger to me. Squares may look distant in a rearview mirror, but they're actual size as she drives away. It's like it would be such a good song to swing dance to. <laughs> and that's all that I could think every time I hear this song. Uh, and I also think of like every time I tell somebody how tall I am, they're like, no, you can't. You're not that short. And I'm like, yeah, no, I am actually that short. No, Jen, don't put yourself down. You're taller than that. <laughs> I'm not putting myself down. I am seeing facts. <laughs> so, okay, so we should do this song. And if I can play and sing it. I will sing She's Actual Size, But She Seems Much Bigger to Me. <laughs> and then you can sing He's Actual Size, But He Seems Much Smaller to Me. <laughs> I enjoy it. Okay. I think that that would be perfect. But yeah, this song is funny. Um, and it just reminds me of that every time. Because everybody's like, well, it's like you have a you have like a big personality. And I always say, I think I have a, I have a, I think I have a normal size personality in a small person. It's just, con it's concentrated. It's concentrated personality. And every time you serve it, you serve it without any water. It is <laughs> a shot of that frozen orange juice, which is <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, Kurt called me a lot. I might take that as a compliment. Thank you, Kurt. You absolutely should. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so if I'm able to play and sing that, then we will get that into the repertoire, which is not a guarantee that I can do that. I feel like you can do this. All right, we will like try to figure that out. Uh, next song on the album, again, another great song, uh, My Evil Twin, which I really dig, and I especially dig this part of the song. twin kurt um i like to think so but uh turns out i i actually don't <laughs> oh, i think i am my evil twin 
Oh, you're the evil one? I am the evil one. So it's hard to tell with women because they don't have the goatee. So I thought it was a mustache. Doesn't your evil twin have a mustache and a goatee? Isn't it a combo? Okay, I, you're right. It is yeah. a mustache and goatee. Yeah, you I, need both of those pieces to be fully evil. I think that uh, I'm, I'm remembering uh, a Knight Rider that I believe that Hasselhoff, it was officially, you're right, a, a mustache and a goatee are two separate pieces of hair. But <laughs> It was actually they are, like a, yes, they are two separate pieces of uh, hair that is on the face, hair. facial yes. hair. But like a Van, it was actually more of a Van Dyke, to be honest. Oh. It was a single, which a lot of people call a goatee, and that's what I was saying there. But ah, uh, yes. But I love the line. Uh, I know he looks like me, hates work like me, and walks like me. He's even got a twin like me, which of course, which obviously he would. <laughs> I do I like that line. I I think that this song is so much fun. And when I'm feeling like I'm the evil twin, I like to play it. Yeah. And then they also the line before, uh, I hate to see you leave because I've grown so grateful for the blame you saved me from. <laughs> that would be the great the great part about having the evil you twin. You could just blame everything on your evil twin. Exactly. In fairness, you could now. Just no one will listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And instead, I just... I, between me and you, Jen, I blame stuff around the house on the kid. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people have gotten a fake coworker, an imaginary coworker that they blame everything on while they've been stuck at home. Be like, Susan always leaves her dishes in the sink. She really needs to pick up after herself. God damn, Susan. Always leaving her shit everywhere. Is that what you do? No. I blame my children as well. <laughs> Because I have them. Yep. And most of the time it is them. Yeah. And Matthew's like a twin, but like, obviously much younger. A younger mini-me would probably be a better way to describe that. I don't know that it is a mini-me anymore, Kurt. He is like the same height as you. He is like maybe one inch shorter than you. He is one and a half inches shorter than me. <laughs> well, sir, he has got a lot more growing to do. Because men grow up until like they're like 22. So... He's got lots of years to get up on you on that. I am, yeah, that would be outstanding. As uh, he, for the longest time, he always thought of himself as being like a smaller person, which is ridiculous. But uh, you know, his sister was very tall, and obviously, I'm very tall. Uh, he was always like in the 90th percentile for height when his sister is like in the 99th percentile for height, and now he's. Yeah, he's sprouted up quite a bit. In the last My few son years. is greater than 99 percent. In head circumference. <laughs> now or back Always. In, oh, okay. He Even has always been greater than 99% <laughs> for his head circumference. He is an evil, he's an evil genius. I'm just going to say it. I'm very excited for this to happen. <laughs> I would be such a good evil genius's mom. <laughs> I would be so supportive of his reigns of terror. Oh my gosh, he did such a great job on the doomsday machine. Oh my God, I was so proud of him. Did your son make a doomsday machine? Did he? Did he? Did I didn't think so. Mine made a doomsday machine when he was 10. So the next song in the album is a... This is like one of the educational songs. Yeah, it feels like it should be on Here Comes Science. I think this might, maybe there was one earlier than this, but this feels like one of the early ones 
maybe the first one that was like purely a like, hey, this is kind of schoolhouse rocky kind of, you know, uh, yeah, that could have gone on one of the kids' albums. People love schoolhouse rock and they also love They Might Be Giants. And this is the song called. Bad choice. Yeah, this is a song called Mammal. And uh, I'll just play that right from the top. Glass of milk standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating growth. So the warm blood flows through the large four chambered heart, maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have. So lots of great information in there. Uh, they drink milk. Uh, they have warm blood. They have four chamber hearts, high metabolism rate, and uh, it's and it's a cool little tune too. So and they go pretty uh, wide on the different varieties of mammals: the bat, the cat, the dolphin and dog, koala bear and hog. Later they talk about the bat, the cat. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the fox, the ox, giraffe, and shrew, echidna, and caribou. Good educational stuff there. It is. Plus, it's fun to say caribou. There's just some words that are funny that you can just say. Echidna and caribou are definitely two of those. You know, I don't even know what an echidna is. That is a very good question. What is an echidna? Oh my God, they're so cute. <laughs> that right they are so cute oh my goodness they are i i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to give words right now it's very difficult because the cuteness is overwhelming they wow. have a tiny little face and they are oh my gosh they're just so cute it looks like they're covered they're, in quills yeah they're porcupine-esque but yeah and very... kind of like platypusy because they've got that platypusy beak no, it's not, it's not. It's not flat billed though. It's just. It's more thin. Is it's, it? It's more like anteater ish, but smaller. I don't know. I see platypus in there. Uh, I, I see no. Hairy. I, I... And oh my they are god! The they're only the only mammals cutest. that lay eggs. They are just. A, oh my! I. I think we might need to take a break because I'm ah with the General. cuteness. We've got way too much podcast to do before we take a break. Oh my goodness. Okay. I got it. Right. I'm closing the browser screen with a cute animal in it. Wow. I did not expect that. Thank you. They might be giants because I never thought to Google it before today. And that was so much fun. So the next we are moving from the class mammalia and we're going into arachnids. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say one. the statue got me high was the, the next one. The statue got me high, yes. I'm On sorry. I skipped over that. Uh, this is a very cool tune. This was the one of the singles that they released from this album, and I really enjoy it. I didn't find it all that funny, though. I didn't find it funny, and I was also trying to figure out, did the statue get him high because he was climbing the statue? Or because he was smoking on the statue? Either one works, really. Whatever works out for you. Whatever makes you happy. It does. This is one of the one of the songs from the album that had a video associated with it. What? Yeah, you didn't see. Okay, so Jen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a confessional here. Okay. 
You know that I'm a huge They Might Be Giants fan. I know. My favorite band. I don't love their videos. <gasps> How freaking dare you? Their videos are gold and I am so excited because I'm watching it right now. So they've got a number of videos that sort of... They're very all... art videos. Yes, yeah, they're like very art film. Oh my God, like I love college... it already. Okay. Stop. How do you not love this? There's There's a freaking astronaut yes what playing the drum linnell so, has his beautiful accordion so i think that he's like he's like peak awkward cute which was like my favorite time for linnell oh no this so is a I, beautiful video so i i think that they have a lot of videos that fall into this I don't know this mode. Like it's it's the two of them. They've got their instruments and they're kind of going in a weird location and they do weird kind of movements and you know they sometimes Look, speed it up or slow it down. It worked for the Talking Heads, the weird movements, and it works for John Linnell. Right, but they and also plans. so many and and i enjoy like each individual video it's like yeah okay enjoy that but if you were to watch like a bunch of them in a row it's like oh okay another one yeah okay they're doing another one like this what? and what 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 <coughs> what <laughs> what also why why there okay. why oh my god he's yelling into no this is amazing you're wrong I'm so okay. sorry, Kurt, but you Fair were enough. wrong on today's podcast. That was a delightful video. And I, ah, everything is perfect, but it is a very art video. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate every moment of that. And again, also, we need to bring back like the black turtleneck as just a look. Let's just do that again because it was fun. It was and, a cute look. And individually, I like all of the videos, but. It's like this isn't that different from the Anna Ang video, or it's not that different from uh, I don't I I can't even name them all because that a, a lot of the earlier videos are just kind of the same, you know, format, and it's like yeah okay, so I will have to agree to disagree here. Kurt. Okay, very good. <laughs> but you also have never seen this video before, and this you're seeing it for the first time. So. It doesn't matter. Okay. I still love it. Okay, now, so now we're moving, we're moving on to arachnids, arachnids with the song Spider, which is a delightfully weird song. It's so weird. And this I was love almost, it so much. This was almost my funniest pick because it's so weird and wonderful. And it's also one of their shorter ones, which I feel like they pack in extra funny. Yes, yes. And that is one of the things that I absolutely love about they might be giants is there's not a single song that they do that I ever feel like, Oh, this, this song kind of ran on too long. Oh, no, they will. They are amazing at editing, if, but that's probably also why they are amazing at having so many songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they feel you know, like, Hey, a minute and a half. And actually spider is a 51 second long song. And they feel like, all right, we said what we wanted to say in 51 seconds. Let's move on. And next song, next, next song. song. <laughs> and then alternatively, like uh, Sleeping in the Flowers, which is, of course, the theme for Cash Map, 
they have it was like two and a half minutes of you know of a song and then a minute and a half of an instrumental jam which absolutely slaps and that was it is great that like i said every single song is exactly as long as it needs to be and here is the first 30 seconds of spider he is our hero. Spider. Get rid of. Spider. Step on Spider. Spider. We love you, Spider. I promise not to kill you. Spider. Breast to happiness. Breast to happiness. <laughs> That's right. In- yeah, that uh, 51 second song is not too long to get some brass in there. So Nope. <sighs> so yeah, Spider is some some hero or possibly some villain that uh must stop Spider. Oh. <laughs> and have you seen them do this live no because remember i have not seen they might be giants live i'm sorry i didn't you just want to rub it in every time we do a they might be giants album how is it working out for you is uh, it working out well i couldn't be happier so yeah i guess it is (laughs) because they actually released a live version of that song as well uh i believe on one of their um like kind of b-sides kind of album but it is it's a very weird song, and it's one that's not super easy to do live, but it's pretty cool live too. So, I will see them when they go back on tour. Okay, their closest tour date is in San Diego. Not too far for me. <laughs> All right, Jen, do you want to take a little break? That sounds great, Kurt. All right, Jen, we're back. We are back. Apollo eighteen. And this, this is a kind of a bizarre song. This is kind of, they were, they were jamming along with the tokens lion sleep tonight and came up with this song, the guitar. This song slaps also. <laughs> in addition to I'm being a funny song. I keep saying that. It's every it, time you say it I'm like I don't think we're I don't think we're young enough to say that word. Is there a more age appropriate term? I don't I know. Mean, it is fine. a stone cold jam. It is a, oh. that is a more age appropriate okay. term. But slaps is just funny every time. What's the other one that the kids say these days? It's a banger. It's a banger. No, that one I feel like I'm young enough to say banger. You I feel like slaps is a is a newer one. Okay. Right. Slaps so is, after, ask, is after. If you're Baker. asking me if there's a newer term for that means like slap, um, I don't know it. Okay. I'm, I'm not that hip. Yeah, it's okay. I'm I'm just getting used to it because I'm like, ah, see if you can put this word in your mouth and say it and make it sound like you're not a crazy person. So I'm like, that that song slaps. I just sound like I'm just being like condescending. You know, it's it sounds like me misusing a word for the youth that's all i'm saying uh, uh, 
Okay, so I looked that up, and uh, people also ask, what makes a song a banger? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that there's another term that's out there. What's the difference between a banger and a slapper? That's uh, There's a Vice article about that. Well, I think a banger is more of like an EDM like term. I feel like when you say banger, it's more like an... Yeah! No really okay okay so all right we will go to the vice article okay what does the Um, vice article say but uh the two of the most ubiquitous terms to describe good music especially hip-hop and edm are slapper and banger boom Uh, e d m right but you said that it was specifically for uh again and i also said that i am not young enough to use the term slaps okay yeah So. so i just don't understand that's okay. I'm open to learning. I'm just saying. All right. This article is too long for me. It, it does not just give the answer here. Although there is a flowchart. Oh, this <gasps> is. Oh my God. Please. Oh my. I need to see this flowchart, Kurt. I. There's nothing I love more than music and flowcharts. Okay. Well, preferably I will together. Tell you what. I'll send it to you. We'll we'll put it in the show notes, and then you can follow the flowchart and see whether or not. I am uh, so. It's I am a banger so excited. or a slapper. Oh. I'm so excited. <laughs> <sighs> but I do love that song. I do love the guitar. And I do. Wow. This flow chart is very. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to okay. print this off. Maybe, maybe we'll spend a B-sides talking about bangers versus slappers. Oh, we are for sure doing this. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Woo. Back onto the guitar. I loved it because I did not know that they were jamming to that song. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is The Lion Sleeps Tonight. (laughs) And I'm like, but it's even better because it's John and John. Yeah. (sighs) And they, and when they play this, they really get into it. They're like, you know, they're pogoing through it. And it's, it is a fun song live. It is a really cool tune. So I'm just rubbing salt into the wound, Kurt. You are going to love it, Jen. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you're not saying it like that. You're saying like, oh, this was so good when they did it. It's too bad you weren't there, Jen. I think you're reading between the lines. I don't feel like I am. I don't feel like I am. This is a very aggressive podcast today. Settle down. <laughs> All right. So the next song... A very weird song. It is very strange. One of my favorites. This is not quite educational enough to really be like, to put it onto an educational I don't feel like this is educational in any vein. Well, I mean, it does talk about uh, like Pavlov's dog and it's got a, you know, it, it does talk about that Pavlovian response, but mainly it's about food. Yeah. And there's a, there's two sections in here where they just sort of, it's almost, yeah. I, I, I'm going to regret saying this, but it's almost rap-like, and it is. Um, but the, the the first part is fun, um, and which, you know what? I'm going to do the first one. I don't want a pizza. I don't want a piece of peanut butter. I don't want a pear. I don't want a bagel. I don't want a bean. I wouldn't like a bag of beef or a beer or a cut of chowder, corn cake, or cream cauliflower. And I love that because the first, first stanza is P foods, the second stanza is B foods, and the third stanza is C foods. And it's just kind of, it's fun. And then the second part, which I'm going to play 
from the album is harder to get my mouth around because he does it very quickly. But uh, here's a little bit from Dinner Bell. Expert. I don't know whether I'd rather be having a bottle of vinegar. I don't know whether I'd rather be having an egg. I don't know whether I'd rather be having an order of bacon. Or whether I'd rather be having a basket of garlic bread. I don't know whether I'd rather be having some pie or saving my appetite. Cause I'm waiting for the dinner bell to do the bell thing. Dinner bell, dinner bell ring. I've been leaving on my feet. So in the morning when the morning birds sing, there's still dinner on my dinner jacket. But yeah, it's talking about uh, experimental dog, salivating dog, and about ringing the dinner bell and how that gets, you know, gets the dog uh, salivating and ready for eating. And and then he has that really strange, uh, inter those two really strange interludes that are just delightful. I love those interludes. And they remind me a lot of um, the Bare Naked Ladies when, um, crap words <laughs> um am i supposed to talk on this podcast i don't know um <laughs> well there's just, only two people that are allowed to talk wait a minute podcast, and you're Gosh, one of them dang it uh it just reminds me a lot of when the main singer of bare naked ladies that i cannot think of the name um does his more freestyle like really fast talking should, should we look it's up a, the name and you want to say that again i don't care <laughs> <laughs> all right let's keep it all in then <laughs> i mean i'll look it up mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll look up things i can look up things for this podcast uh is it ed robertson yes yes ed robertson when ed robertson does his like freestyle talking really fast thing in bare ladies it reminds me of when linnell does those cool interludes um i am not physically capable of doing either but i am a big fan so that is super fun <laughs> all right another yeah very cool tune um and then we go on to Narrow Your Eyes, which is not a real funny song. I know, but okay, so here's the thing. So I know it's not a funny song, but this is one of my favorite. This is probably my favorite song on this album. Um, it is such a cute, heartfelt song, and I just, I love it. I also, I I tend to go for their really, like, sadder songs sometimes, which is so weird because they have so many funny songs. I just want to, like, appreciate it for a moment. It's a good song. Oh, I'll just yeah. Do you want me to be quiet? Is that what you were asking me to <laughs> That's, do? Just, yeah, you know, I want you to be quiet. quiet. Okay, let's get a little, a little moment. Okay, of peace. moment of silence for moment narrow silence. your eyes. Narrow your eyes. <sighs> okay, we can go okay. on. They're yeah. very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then a and this is one that I thought that you would enjoy: Hall of Heads, which. I love the spaghetti western vibes that we get like right at the top of the song. All right, let's play a little bit of, of the Spaghetti Western vibes here. Oh my God, it's so good. This is like the kind of instrumental music that I like to listen to while I'm reading my sci-fi novels so that everything ends up being very Firefly-esque. <laughs> very much like a space cowboy happening. Like Firefly is gives you that same vibe? That... Did, you, did you watch Firefly? No, I did not. I thought it was sci-fi. I, I, this, how is Western okay, vibe on. give you sci-fi? Hold, 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 please. Okay. Thank you for holding. 
Your call is very <laughs> important to us. We will get it back will to be you answered as soon as in possible. the order in which it was received. Firefly is an American space Western drama television series. Wow, I did not know that. Western that is right. Okay. If you watch literally one episode of it, you will get it. So okay. Do you know the how next many episodes I've watched? Zero. That's right. It is very obvious. That is amazing. My 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 pretend husband is in that show. I only have one pretend husband. And he is the pilot. I only have one pretend husband. Don't you have more than one pretend husband? I have one pretend husband. I have a lot of pretend boyfriends. I have one pretend husband. Don't you have a husband in the uh in your online game? That Would is that con- That's a, that a video game. Husband? That's a okay. video game thing. That's a that's a Multi. That's a that's a mud. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But wouldn't you call that a pretend husband? I mean, I guess kind of. Okay. There we Our go. Our characters are married. It's not me. My character is oh, married to his character. Oh, very good. Anyway, okay. my pretend husband in is Alan Tudyk. Yes. And he is the captain of that ship. That's all I'm saying. You need to watch you some Firefly. Okay. Nathan so, Fillion is the captain. Of that Wait ship. a second. I thought you just said Alan Tudyk was the captain. He is the pilot. <laughs> he is the pilot. I was incorrect. I missed How many episodes have you seen? I have seen them all and the movie, which is devastating. Okay. All right. Well, we right. will. Okay. I will. So is it serious? No, seriously. Is it a good show? Yeah. No, it's a seriously great show. It's a Joss Whedon joint. So that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, yes. Okay, I will try to find some time. I'll put it on the list if it's that good. It is like one season. You can you can do it. Oh, really? Just one, I feel like they only did one season of Firefly. Man, people sure talk about that show a lot for only. That's being because one brown coats are everywhere. Uh, yeah, one that, season. That totally makes sense to me. I totally yeah. understand what you're saying there. The brown coats are very <laughs> yeah, the upset. Brown coats. Yep. Yep. You'll get mad. it. You'll get it. You just need to watch it. I can't believe we're friends. Okay. Okay. Uh, next track, uh, which describes how you're feeling, which is another weird tune. I'm going to play a little bit of that because it is. Here's another short tune, by the way. Yeah. And you know what? Back up. I'm not going to play it. Um, this was just another... I, I wanted to point out that this was another short song that they do. This is a minute and 13 seconds long. And uh, there was a... There was a so, uh, one line in here that I thought was kind of funny. Oh, fuck it. I will play it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Decide. Decide, Kurt. Why not? And you sighed at the cracks in the ceiling all the time You said, I'm feeling fine But it didn't really rhyme, it didn't rhyme overseas Which describes how you're feeling all the time It is how There's a couple things I like out of that First of all it didn't rhyme overseas, which is something that I always think about all the time, where we have songs that are in different uh, different languages that they have to essentially rewrite it to make it rhyme when you translate it. It and is so hard yeah. to rhyme in two languages. 
I, I and have then this... also match the same beat. Yeah, exactly. Which you have to change the the meaning of the song in order yeah. to do that. And I would I thought of that when I was like I remember having that revelation in like middle school when I was in church and I was looking at you know the hymns and they were all written by these you know German composers and I'm like wait a second how did this German composer know to uh you know, Silent Night, All Is Calm, All Is Bright, or whatever, you know, I don't know if that was a German one. It's like, really? Because that wouldn't rhyme in German if you did the translation. And the, probably the meter would be way off, too. And I'm like, oh, they're rewriting these. And uh, anyway, I thought that that was kind of uh, clever to point, you know, interesting to point that out. Um, also, I love the fact that they, in a lot of They Might Be Giant songs, when they're singing they will give this emphasis to all these syllables, even if the syllable like is out of place. It's like you know, like a middle syllable in a word. So in that part where he's saying it describes how, and and it's like they give the equal weight to each syllable, even though in you know just half a word just sounds weird like that. They will. Uh, I'm not sure I'm describing that well, but I. Uh, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I feel like that's part of the weirdness that makes they might be giants wonderful and it's definitely a linnell move like a lot when he sings and it makes it like so fun and weird because he does that like oh it's just great i just love it i just love it yeah it's fun and again coming in not an extra second on this 113 so that's right very cool okay see the constellation yeah cool song it's a cool song it has a good rock and beat I'm happy yeah. with it. And I do like the line, see the guy made of dots and lines. Yeah. I, I was actually just talking about constellations uh, with, I think it was with Sander. Maybe it was Matthew, but we were just like looking at, you know, no, that's just a bunch of dots. That that absolutely does not look like an, uh, a crab. That does not look like a bear. That Have you is... ever used the AR apps where you can actually like overlay them? It's so much fun. It is fun, but you 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 see that and it's like, okay, that's just dumb. <laughs> that, that's well, uh... Kurt. Uh, when they when they described all the constellations, they did not have all of the streaming services that we have now. <laughs> And so it was pretty damn entertaining then, is what my guess is. And I remember going to the Adler Planetarium in downtown Chicago and seeing the Sky Show at the at whatever that theater was that they had it. But they would I remember them talking about how different cultures would have different names for each of the constellations, and they were wildly different. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's just a bunch of random dots up there, but both, all these cultures wanted to, like, assign names to them. And it's Again, like, oh. how late are you up at night? Because if you didn't have a streaming service before, what was your alternative? You got that or you got a candle and you can read a book. So The one book that you have in your house because they're very expensive. So how cool would it have been if, if instead of like saying, "Oh, that looks like an apple tree," or, "Oh, that one looks like a platypus," that they if they would have actually been like tracking them and figuring out which are planets and which are stars and they did a lot of that too. Yeah, I know they did a lot of that, but <laughs> that's the BS part of it. <laughs> also, one thing I also liked from, uh, from so is the Real Housewives of Atlanta the BS part of streaming services. So. <laughs> So the other part that I liked is that 
those constellations only appear like that from our perspective, that if you were to go to a different part of the galaxy or the different part of the solar system, that it would be would be totally different because yeah. those stars, even though they look like they're like on the same plane, they're not. They're way deeper than others. And anyway, just a little That was a fun ramble. I enjoyed yeah, it. Thank you very much. I enjoy <laughs> space. Space is cool. Space is cool. Brought to you by Curtain Jet Mega Podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, if I wasn't shy. So I don't know what this is about. So basically, <laughs> he's just saying that he would do a lot of bad things yeah. if he wasn't so shy. <laughs> He'd steal somebody's Cadillac, steal anything that he lacks. Uh, steal all the microphones from all the masters of ceremony. So I don't think this is a shyness thing. I think this is a moral compass thing. Well, you think <laughs> about you think about like all the people that do bad stuff. They are extroverts for the most part. I, don't you think? Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so extroverts I mean, are evil people. Is that what I just heard? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that. Uh, so I think that introverts do more like the like uh, hacking or stuff that they can do by themselves without having to interact, but like more of the, uh, you know, and more of the white collar crime, but like, uh, no. And this is just, not getting better here. You're just like putting down an entire half of the people. No, no. I'm not saying all extroverts Extroverts are, are evil. Got it. <laughs> no, I'm just Introverts saying are better at hiding their tracks. Okay, cool. We're all yeah. bad people. Introverts are better at hiding their tracks. Extroverts are more flashy. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So shy folks, they don't commit you know, like armed armed robbery or things like that. I'm just saying electronic crimes can be just as devastating. Yeah. I, there you go. I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying that uh, you know, that's where the that's the introvert extrovert crime theory that I just developed now. This is another example of two idiots, or actually in this case, just one idiot because you're not backing me on this, but <laughs> just um, one idiot coming up with a theory on crime. And Kurt's uh, theory on crime. Yeah, introverts do that are more into hacking and white collar crime, and ex- extroverts are more into the street level crime. There you go. What do you think about that? I just. I feel like you're selling extroverts short. We could do we could do bigger jobs. We could do bigger jobs than street level crime. No, I think extroverts. We could be mob bosses. No, you're not going to be a mob boss. Introverts not going to be a mob boss. But so who does that leave? No, I think that you would. I think, and and I'm just using you as an example here as the model extrovert. You, You you talk too much. Right, you don't. You you gotta after you do the the crime or you know it's like you gotta zip it. Right, that's not an extrovert activity. Ouch. I'm not saying <laughs> you in general talk too much. I'm just I saying if you were a crime boss that you would talk too much. I don't know whether I should be flattered or annoyed. So, but I feel like both. I could be a do mob both. boss if I wanted to be. If I mm. wanted to be. Mm. No. All right, we're going to move to the next song, Kurt. All right. Okay, so this is a this is a song I very much enjoy. This is Turn Around. And I'm going to play a little bit of this cuz it tickles my funny bone. Boy, did I just say that? I guess You I did. did. You said tickle my funny bone. <laughs> we were waving our arms out the window of a fast moving passenger train acting in an 
Until the engineer who's back at the turn And who we thought would find us highly amusing Quickly swiveled his head around And his face, which was a paper white mask So all three of these verses are just individual, just like little snippets, and they're totally weird and all involve death. <laughs> and uh, and they're and it's got this really, you know, peppy bass line and got some horns in it, and it's just this delightfully weird song. And the engineer whose back had been turned uh, quickly swiveled his head around and his face was a paper white mask of evil. Oh. <laughs> it's like that's a description of me. My face is a paperweight mask of evil. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's true. Yeah, paperweight mask, maybe, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hot. You were pale. Oh, I am pale. I am pale. It's such a fun song. Such a fun yeah, song. Dig this one. Nice little jazzy tune. <clears throat> That and tickles then, Kurt's funny bone. It does. We're going to edit that out. No, we're going to keep it <laughs> in. Because you didn't say it in the full 1920s fashion. So I'm going to say tickles your funny bone. Oh. All right. And then we have Hypnotist of Ladies. Which is... Yeah. yeah. It's all right. I mean, with this many songs. You're going to have a couple that are like, ah, it's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's not good. bad. Yeah, I like it. It's good, and that's not bad. And we are now... Curtin should make a podcast. <laughs> it's good. Now... It's not bad. <laughs> Curtin should make a podcast. That That's the latest review that we got on that's iTunes. That's going up on the billboard. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Curtin should make a podcast. It's good. It's not bad. Quote, dash Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Four stars. Four stars. <laughs> Okay, now it is time for the, the funniest song. All right. It's impossible to do that in sync. Yeah, you, you can't do it in sync. I'll do mine, you do yours. Okay, go. The, the funniest, funniest Apollo 18, 18 song. song. Let's see if that actually makes it on key or whether there'll be a dissonant mess when we edit those together. Ah, uh, dissonance is wonderful. All right. <laughs> Cognitive dissonance, less so. Yes. So the end of the song is the Fingertips Medley, which has 17 different short, and this is really short songs, as short as just the, like 10 seconds or so. And it is, each individual song is like a, it's like a pastiche of like a lot of different artists at the time. There's like some really poppy stuff and there's some like morose songs, but it's like really short little tunes and it's just great. It is hilarious. And at the time, if you were to listen to the Apollo 18 album on shuffle, it would be bizarre because it would just mix these in like at weird times. And it's like, it would sound strange. I seldom did listen to it on shuffle, but it, occasionally I would. And it was like, I don't know. It was really cool and really kind of quirky to, to have all these songs. Do you think that that was intentional that they made them that short so that they could do that to your shuffle? 
As a matter of fact, I was <gasps> doing a little bit of research. On what? This. I don't know what that is. Obviously, I never do it on this podcast. <laughs> um, and I, this isn't super deep research. I am looking at the Wikipedia article for the Apollo 18 album, but the wiki the, or the the they might be giants wiki. No, I didn't go into this. Might be a wiki. I just went to the <gasps> uh, to the Wikipedia. You but didn't. even I had this might be a wiki up open. This concept of including extremely short songs on an album was... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not the section I wanted to... Um, uh, Fingertips is a, sh- is a series of 21 short tracks ranging in duration from 4 to 61 seconds, totaling 4 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, mm. In the album's liner notes include the message, the indexing of this disc is designed to complement the shuffle mode of modern CD players. Ooh. So that is exactly why. And and if you ever had a CD player that had multi discs that was able to uh, shuffle between them, then you know. And uh, this was the time that I was listening to the Three Eleven album. So you'd hear you know Jack O'Lantern's Lantern, and then you'd hear a ten second long uh, They Might Be Giants song, and it was bizarre to sort of hear them go through together like that. I but, thought I was so cool when I got a multi CD disc player like it was amazing i had like a five disc player it was amazing yeah that was it it was cool and now you can have everything at your fingertips in your phone fingertips what was that a segue (laughs) my favorite was one that actually appeared on the um the kevin matthews radio show did you ever listen to that when you're in chicago nope Oh, okay. So it was like a legitimate comedy uh, radio show. It was like afternoons on what? The Loop, I think. You don't know Kevin Matthews? Nope. Uh, I think, well, if you were in school in the afternoons, weekdays. Yeah. But I remember I was working um, the, you know, doing manual labor jobs uh, on during the summers coming home from college. And I would listen to Dave Matthews on... Kevin Matthews, sorry. What? Um, yeah, Kevin Matthews in the in the afternoons, and he was hilarious. He was uh, he was a cool guy. And he all played... I listened to was Q one hundred and one when I lived in Chicago. Okay, so if you didn't have any particular uh, songs in the fingertips medley, then I'll, I'm going to play a, a just a set of them, uh, and it'll have it'll include what. On the Kevin Matthews show, he used to play the the clip of "Please Pass the Milk, Please," which is just delightful and weird. Um, but I'll play a segment that includes that. Are you the guy who hits me in the eye? Are you the guy who hits me in the eye? Please pass the milk, please. Please pass the milk, please. Please pass the milk, please. Leave me alone. It's just, it's so great. I just love this. It's just, I don't know. I, I, it makes me laugh all the time. And all these little just mini songs, just one after another, are just really cool. I love the 
different accents and voices that they're doing for each one. That's what I think I love most about it, more even than the musical changes, is the completely different voices that are happening. And I know one of them is a third voice, but like, to, like we got repeats in there of the same person singing two different characters, and I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Yeah. And, and what I was thinking of on the Q101 CD was Smoking Popes and Dovetail Joint were also on there. So Q101 okay. was my radio station. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. And I remember I was I listened to this with my friend Brad, and he actually went through and tried to like nail down like every band that he felt that they were trying to emulate on this. And I don't oh, remember wow. them, any of them. Uh, actually, Brad I do going to be disappointed when he listens to this episode, Kurt. Yeah. He's well, be very disappointed in me. So now, Hey Now Everybody, that was one of them that I think he thought was the Go-Go's. And I think that that was probably right. Uh, but uh, Brad, let me know who did, who do you think uh, Please Pass the Milk Please was? Because that one does not sound like any popular artist that I can think of. Hmm. But, you know, everyone, and again, it was just like a pastiche of different types of music and just sort of melded together in a delightful way. So I love Apollo 18. This is such a great album. And I Excellent will... choice, Kurt. And as usual, They Might Be Giants get an 11 out of 10. Yes, that's right. And once again, if you ever get the chance to vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, let's get They Might Be Giants into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are more than deserving. Write them in. Yes. So that was my selection. I got to choose this album, and which now means it is time for Jen to select a band or potentially another They Might Be Giants album. That's on the table, but it'd be weird to do two in a row like that. Uh, so what do you think, Jen? What are we doing next episode? I have two in mind. You can only pick so, one. I understand that I can only pick one. What I would like to do is I would like to ask you to select A or B. B. <laughs> B. Smoking Popes. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have seen that coming. <laughs> well, there was an A as well. Okay, what was A? A was she and him. We'll do it another time. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. Well, until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And, and we, we just, just made, made a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my.